baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Kate, nice to have you here. How are things? How are you? Oh, it was, a, it was a great weekend. We had a big weekend. We had a kid party. My son rode a bike for the first time. Hey. It, was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. In February, too. How about that? So bizarre. Very strange. Very it is, strange. It is so bizarre. It so, is so bizarre. So this time of year, often, as Minnesotans, we think about getting the heck out of here, right? Like the temperature is usually miserable. You start. I mean, even ahead. now it's cold. I'm still thinking about getting out of here. Yes. So yes. you were thinking about vacationing. Tell me kind of tell me what you were thinking about. OK, so, you know, we are in, you know, looking ahead to the year. It's the new year. And we said, what are some things we want to do as a family? My my husband and I got married on Coronado Island. It'll be 10 years this year. And we said, well, Whatever we do as a couple, let's also take the kids back to where we got married. There's tons of stuff in San Diego for them to do. And I said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we we are going to have a kindergartner. You know, we we have not had to uh, – we have not had to think about this, you yeah, know. The, yeah. the downside is we've got little kids. The upside is we don't have to plan around any schedules. And I said, "Okay, well that's no problem. We'll just go on MEA." Well, MEA is not very long, no. <laughs> so right, I uh, didn't really, didn't really realize that. And so I said, "Well, I know people." you know, they take off a day or they take off two days and they extend a weekend. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I can already be saying I'm going to take him out of school when I don't even know if he can handle missing work or if, or if they're allowed to do that. So it's just kind of disheartening to think, wow, we are going to be planning yeah. all of our family trips around spring break yeah. and summer for I the next 18 years of our lives. <laughs> Correct. Correct. It's it's depressing well, and expensive. Well, the thing that you bring up is this question of like, can you take a kid out of school? And it's can so I, I wonder I I'd love to hear a text from people at six five one four six one nine two two six. Because when I was a kid, there was no way in hell that Maggie DeRussia was gonna take her kids out of school for Agree. a trip. No yep. way. And it yep. just was sort of a like you knew of kids that maybe took like one extra day. I don't know. But it was always like sort of hush hush. I don't remember right. anybody taking like just gone for a week because the airfare was cheaper. I mean, that just wasn't that wasn't life. I don't think people even take off a week now, but I, like you said, I don't think people even took off a day when I was in, I certainly don't remember ever. I, I remember taking trips summertime, maybe around winter, like the winter break and spring break. That's, that's all I remember. You did not, you never really missed an extra day. And I definitely know people do. I definitely know people do now. I don't know if it's gotten more common post pandemic, but I'd be curious too, you know, obviously, yes, kids should be in school. Yes, they should be staying on top of their academics. But I would be curious, you know, do teachers get super annoyed about this? Hmm. At the same time, is it traveling a learning experience for kids? So I have mixed feelings on it. Good tax already coming in. 
I did look up a little data on this. Uh, there's a U.S. Family Travel Survey from the Family Travel Association. Mm. And they said, you know, summer and spring vacations are still the most popular times for families planning trips. But 56% of respondents found the timing of school breaks to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. And 59% mm-hmm. said affordability is their most pressing yeah. issue. So the reality is MEA is not an inexpensive time to go on vacation because every flight out of Minnesota is. is bananas. And then spring break, that whole season. So we've been looking to go on college trips with Sam. Oh, and it's we, insane. It's so expensive just to fly out of Minneapolis anywhere. And Are you going to go? Are you going? We'll somewhere? go. We'll go. But it's we'll it. It'll it'll be very yeah. expensive. It'll yeah. be very expensive. I mean, like a basic flight. I, I was talking to a friend because they're trying to, she, she is a teacher, and they're trying to find, you know, time to go. Look, they have to go during spring break, obviously, because she's a teacher. And she said even the most basic flight they could find was maybe, I think, $600, like the cheapest they could find per person. And they they can't go. So it's it's tough, you know. It's really, really tough. And, you know, flights don't seem to be like, that's going to change. I mean, that has not changed now in years. So our friend Shay Cab on Twitter said taking kids out of school for vacation has been a huge trend following the pandemic. She runs oh. a private car uh, mm-hmm. service called Shay C H U Y Car. She said at least once a day, I drive a local family that's doing just that, taking kids out of school. She said cost. Uh, Cost of travel when the kids are off school is a huge factor mm-hmm. driving this trend. Um, lots of text. Some some of the advice. Don't worry about elementary or middle school, says one text. Oh, okay. Another uh, texter says, Jason and Kate, I am a teacher in a K through 8 building. Absolutely take your kids out of school to go on those vacations. Don't worry about it. The family memories are more important, especially in the younger grades. If they miss work, they'll rebound very quickly. But another texter says, as a teacher, it's frustrating. I have kids mm-hmm. out for a week at a time on vacation. Wow. that's That surprises me. That surprises me. Yeah. But, it's, it's you know, very, how long is a vacation? Now, it's often a week. Now, so. <laughs> I will say, like, and this texter is in the same spot to me. I'm a Gen X mom to two teenagers. I can assure you it is much more difficult to take them out of school when they're in high school. At that Mm. point, we're talking about grades, GPA, enough credits for graduation. So do it when they are K through 8. It'll be worth it. Okay. So we found Sam's soccer team, his club soccer team, had a trip to Portugal. And I I was annoyed that they scheduled this trip. Like, uh, winter break happened. Sam went back to school for like three days. And then, then the trip. Sure. And so Sam actually considered not going on the trip because he was worried about the amount of time it was going to take to make up uh, like six days of missed schoolwork. Sure. Because when you're taking AP classes, even if you're not taking AP classes, like the workload and you can make it up in some classes, but like math, it is difficult to make up six classroom days of math because, you know. You have to make up the work, but then when you get back, you're on day seven, right? So, like, right. if you're behind, you're also behind on on 
you don't understand what's going on when you get back. So you're making up more than six days. You really end up making it up like eight or nine as you're sort of trying to get back on on track. And it took them about, it took them about two weeks to make up the test, make up the work. The teachers were very cooperative because it was, you know, it wasn't just like the DeRushes are going to Florida. It it was a, it was, (laughs) you know, but still like if I, I could totally understand if a teacher was annoyed and we were sort of on the fence about whether we should do it or not. But he did. But he did. And And he was glad he did. Sort of. Okay. (laughs) Well, it was probably a ton of work. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Jason, I took. It's not just math he missed. He missed, I mean, right? He missed everything. So The, the full load. Yeah. Jason, I took my son out of school for a full week every January from kindergarten oh. kindergarten through fourth grade. His teachers told me the experiences that oh. he was going to have were better than what the teacher would be teaching. Yeah. So I do think this. I think that uh, not to, like, overall uh, judge a generation of parents, but I do think starting with my generation, Gen X and younger parents are uh, ridiculous with their, the pressure that they put on kids Mm. who are in elementary grades. Mm -hmm. And if you have the opportunity in those elementary grades to give life experiences, you should. And the spazziness about, you know, how is my kid doing in first grade? I think people could tone it down a bit. So you're saying I should go online and have my child miss school, even though we haven't started yet. I feel like I'm getting permission to do that. I think a lot of texters are saying. They're agreeing. They're saying it's an experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say like priority, your first choice should be doing it during the do summer. This, yeah. Do it during the summer. You have, you know, I, I think the fair it's pushback. It's too hot there, Jason. It's too hot. Well, actually, it's nice there year round. Aren't but. kids like. Kids are in the classroom about uh, half of the year and out the other half. The fact that we can't manage to figure this out is sort of ridiculous. It's true. I do right? hate being gone here, though, in the summer. Because Fair. usually we hate the other six months, but this year, probably fine. Lots so. of good texts. Keep them coming at 651-461-9226. More with Kate Raddatz when we come back here on CCO. Talking about pulling kids out of school. For vacation, this has struck a nerve with Ooh. our listeners, Kate. So really good Getting text. people worked up. Yeah, very good. It's 651-461-9226. This texture makes Does a Does that mean we got to ask Kate about the possum, too, since that got I know, people right? fired up? Yeah, people really were. Oh, no. We have a possum living in our living oh, underneath. Oh, adorable. Mm. <laughs> Look at my Twitter, and you can see the picture of it. All right, I'm going to Twitter. Yeah, it's... Where is it? What, is it under your deck or something? It's uh, correct. Yes. Yes. Right All on right, the patio. See. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah. 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 If you took. Wow. Our... That's a he's a big. Wow. Yeah. What that, do you, yeah. That possum well, is well fed. I'll tell you that much. It is, you know, wild out there in Maple Grove. <laughs> I mean, it is like just natural, you know, yeah. wildlife. Right. Yeah. Really. It's essentially the scene of a National Geographic special. Maple Grove. Happening yes. Right in Maple Grove. Uh, this texture makes a very good point about traveling sports because this is the first year that Sam has been on a travel team 
that okay. goes to tournaments like on you'll have a tournament in Kansas City that starts oh. Friday night. Oh man. So you got to pull the kid out of school on Friday. And then maybe maybe not on Monday. They so, miss school? That was my reaction when I found out about this. And hockey parents are entering the chat and they're like, are you an idiot? Oh, like, yeah. We are not. We're not. I'm a like, oh, family. we didn't know. So we're a soccer family. And okay. Sam has always been on the team right below the team that does like a bunch of ridiculous travel. So okay. we would do like, you know, a tournament in Mankato or St. Cloud or whatever. Sure. So not that big of a deal. Yep. Now he's got a Kansas City tournament. So this texter says when you combine family vacations with sporting events and tournaments where kids are pulled out of school, it definitely results in students missing a lot of school, oh. which I think is true. Yeah. Former I high guess school. I didn't realize they missed it for travel sports. And this this comes up generally a little later in their career. Right. Okay. This is more about more common in high school, but also okay. middle school. Former high school English teacher, parents would ask for a week's worth of work for their child to do on vacations, which Sam asked for that. Hardly any student ever completed the work and usually received very poor grades on that particular unit, which, of course, makes sense. Like, are you really going to make your kid do, like, study while you're on your family vacation? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe on, on the plane, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Jason, we are taking three generations on vacation in March. Not ideal, but family business rules out a group vacation during the summer. I think that happens. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, if you're going to do that, if you don't do it every year, like, it's probably fine. Yep. It's probably fine. But I, I, my parents never. They would never. I don't think we did either. It's just very, it's so interesting how common, how common that is today. I had a couple other topics I wanted to get to with you. Yes. Uh, Babbel, which is that like learning a foreign language app. Oh, yes. Does, uh, does a survey on the most uh, sexy, most romantic and most passionate languages. Okay. So 6,000 people from the U.S., the U.K., France, Spain, Italy, and Germany were asked which language is the sexiest, which is the most attractive language. That's an easy answer. What is the most attractive language? I would say that would be French, speaking French. You think French is the most attractive? I do. I think a French accent is is probably the most attractive. But I took French growing up. I, I, I think the French language is beautiful. Uh, the last survey had French number one. Okay. Th- that survey from 2017. This year, Italian. Oh. Is, Italian is is number one. Okay. Can you do Can you do a nice Italian <laughs> accent? I definitely cannot. <laughs> no. No. Uh, where is uh, Where is my pizza? <laughs> hey, pizza. Hey. Here's your pasta. I don't know. That's not very sexy. Italian women, I think, are very sexy. It's not very Italian either. I mean, no, I don't know. No. We should have pulled, like, an Italian audio clip or something. Some, yes. Some very sexy Italian, like, maybe uh, maybe Monica Bellucci or, uh, you know. You're saying Minnesotan did yeah, not I don't the know. The U.S. accent is 0% sexy, right? And is it because it just objectively is not, or is it because we hear it? 
I think Southern accents are lovely. Lovely, so, but sexy? Yeah. You find it uh, sexy? Maybe, maybe a draw. I wouldn't say sexy, but I don't know. So when you hear an authentic Southern, I you know, I think mm, that's, I think it's maybe. pretty. I don't know. Dan, you would rank as the sexiest accent what? Uh, foreign or domestic? Foreign. I'm with Kate. French, hands down. Yeah. Right. And I think the only reason Italian was number one is because you can't keep having the same list every year if the number one's always Because <laughs> it French. would get boring. Yeah. If you want to get people yes. to talk about it, they got to have something other than French there because French is the obvious answer. This Daily Mail article lists a couple Italian phrases that you could learn oh. for Valentine's Day. Great. I'm ready. Dio li fa e poi. I don't know. I can't yeah, not, even say this. That actually wasn't bad. I mean, Amore. I don't know if it okay. correctly, but. It started okay. It kind of went off the rails about two thirds of the way through. But I don't know. POI? How do you say that in Italian? Couldn't, could not tell you. Amor vecchio non fa ruggine. Old love does not rust. Again, pretty, pretty solid. That's not bad. You know. That was pretty good. Um, I think I find a, like a Latina accent. I don't, uh, that's what I find the sexiest. Okay. So there you go. Just and so, would you just like so to also do that one now? Would I, should I do it? I think I would ruin <laughs> a it. female. Yeah. Wouldn't I ruin it if I, Probably. I Probably. Yeah. Half the listeners would turn it off. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you for the uh, vacation topic. Very good. Yes. I will, I will think about this, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling I, encouraged. I think you should so. feel empowered at the young age <laughs> yes. for sure. Kate, yes. thank you. Kate Raddich thank joins you. us every other Monday here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 431 traffic weather coming up next. The minority leader of the House, Lisa Damoth, was on with WCCO TV. And when asked what her top three priorities would be for the House GOP, number two that she mentioned was preserving the old Minnesota flag. And when I heard that, I just thought, do the Republicans want to win or do they just want to be seen as caring about the dumbest things possible? And then I thought, saw a KSTP Channel 5 poll that shows maybe Lisa Damoth is on the right track and I'm wrong. So what I'm asking you is on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you care about the Minnesota flag? Is that an issue that registers for you at all? 1 to 10, 1 meaning don't care, 10 meaning, hey, if you promise to keep the old flag, I'm voting for you. 651-461-9226. Here's what the poll said, and it's why it made me reconsider my sort of political calculus, not not judging 
Well, I'll tell you, you guys know how I feel about the flag. Do I love the new flag? No. Like, it's fine. They're, they, you know, followed rules of flag design. I think it'll grow on us. Do I love it? No. Did I like some of the other options better? Yes. Are all of them superior to slapping a messy, hard-to-read, outdated seal of the state on a blue background and calling it a day? Yeah, I think they do. That's me. What do you think? Overall, 49% told this Channel 5 poll. And this is, a, this is like, don't, don't come at us with the, like, ah, it's fake news, poll, Channel 5, whatever. It's, this is like a normal political poll. Lots of other data in this poll. You look at it and you're like, yeah, it sort of lines up with what you'd expect for Minnesotans. 49% say they want to keep the old flag. 21% say, start over with a new design. So that is 70% who are saying either keep the old flag or, or go, back to, go back to the starting line on that. 23% like the new flag. Now, what I can't tell about this is... Is this just resistance to change or is this something bigger? Is this something that people have grabbed onto as a symbol of feeling like they're not being listened to by politicians? And so the flag itself may not matter, but the symbol of feeling like they don't care what we want, that that does resonate with people. Or are the Republicans misreading the poll and really people are just saying, like, just like if you if you took the news set of your favorite TV station and changed the colors and changed the design, people would be annoyed by that and say, we want the old one. 651-461-9226. That is the CCO talk and text line. Let's go to Cindy in a car. Cindy, thanks for calling in. Where are you on the 1 to 10 scale? On the 1 being I don't care, 10 I'm fired up about the new flag. I'm pretty much at 10. Yeah. What is it is it is it dislike for the new design? Is it attachment to the old design or is it more about the symbolism of the whole thing? It's more about the symbolism. Um I'm an artist and I've over the years created logos and different designs for different businesses and stuff. And you got to have some, some, something that connects the meaning to something on the flag. And this, this one just, it doesn't say anything. Yeah. Well, I I mean, the, the designer says, you know, I mean, there's a North, there's a, a kind of a tribute to a North star on the flag. There's the blue for the lakes and the water of Minnesota. Um, so, so but, I think there is some symbolic meaning, but it's, you know, you got to consult the key to figure it out, I guess. Well, that's the thing. If you have to do that much explaining about something, then it's not very effective. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, I mean, so for you, it's a dislike of the new flag. Would you like the old flag kept or do you think they should start over? Well, I like the old flag. Okay. But you know, if they wanted to start over and do something different, that would be fine, but it's got to, 
it's got to have a clear symbolism to it. Got it. Yeah, thanks, Cindy. Appreciate that. 651-461-9226. Is the flag something that would move you politically? Would it move you to vote for someone? That's that's really what I'm curious about here, because my my gut instinct on this says. In a time where you had Democrats running both houses of the legislature and the governor's office, like. You certainly could make a case that the Democrats spent too much money. They didn't return enough of the surplus. Like, to me, on the scale of things that might move me to vote for a House candidate or a Senate candidate, like, the flag for me is like a zero. It's a zero of an issue. Doesn't affect my life in the least. Johnson Delano, 651-461-9226. One to ten. Where are you at on this, John? I'm a 10. I, I, yeah. I'd, uh, I like the old flag. I, I kind of agree with some of your points. It's not a huge issue, but it's a symbol that is, you know, it's a big part of our state. We've been looking at the flag for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I take changing it seriously. Some, there were Republicans who wanted to change the flag, too. Uh, there was a Republican. Yeah. Pro- so, like, this, to me, this is not, I know it's become super political because I guess why not, like, take advantage of the fact that people don't like change, but... I think a lot of people looked at the old flag and even without getting into whether you think it's potentially offensive or not, you would say it's pretty ugly. Like nobody could draw it from memory. Uh, It looks like, well, it looks like what it is. It's just the seal slapped on on a background. That's it. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's ugly. Yeah. But I would say that it, it, it was due for an update, but a flag. Uh, a, a star on a bunch of colors really doesn't do yeah. much for me in the way. I hear, I hear that, John. Why do you think this is like struck such a nerve with people? I, I don't know. I, I think I would don't underplay what the flag is as a symbol. Yeah, I mean it's one thing that every Minnesotan looks at. You know, when you you know every flagpole has a flag of the state. Of. Yeah, at the official offices and stuff. I think one of the yeah. one of the pushbacks uh, uh, on people who wanted to change the flag is that you know you don't see the Minnesota flag as part of T-shirts, and you don't see most people uh, flying them at their home. So, so I think people, uh, and I, I will say, like I really didn't think people had much of an attraction or an affinity towards the old flag until they learned it was being taken away. And then they sort of freaked out about it. Might not even have recognized it. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. 651-461-9226. Dan in Cottage Grove. Dan, 1 to 10. Where are you on the flag? Uh, probably 9 or 10. 9 or 10. Yeah. What, what about it? Like... Is this something, so if in your local area you live in Cottage Grove, if this, you know, this may well be an issue in the state house race, would, would you really be moved to vote on uh, for someone based on this issue? Um, I wouldn't vote on this one issue, but it would definitely influence me. And the biggest reason is what you've already discussed is how the public wasn't really don't really have an opinion. They're not listening to us. Mm, yeah. And the other fact is the, the hidden costs that appear that nobody thinks about. I work for a certain state agency. I'm not going to mention it. Yeah. But they 
I have a dress coat where every single button on that dress coat is the safe seal. Has a seal. A tie yeah. is a safe seal. The amount of money that's going to be sucked up to change yeah. the whole thing right. is pretty ridiculous that nobody's talking about. Yeah. That, that, that is fair. There is a cost to it. Thanks, Dan. What's interesting to me is that the cost is generally in replacing the seal. And almost everyone seems to love the new seal. So I'm just not sure, like, how disingenuous the cost argument that people are bringing up is now. Love your feedback on this. Where are you at? One to ten. Because to me, this seems like an election issue loser. But looking at the data... And the poll information and hearing from you guys, maybe the Republicans are on the right track here. Keep the calls and texts coming. We'll continue in just a minute on CCF. Text, Jason, if someone running for office has the flag issue in their top five, they should be defeated. Another texter, I don't care much about the flag issue, but I do think it's another example of the Dems ramming something that is not significant down our throats as a vanity project and then ignoring the really important things that are harder to deal with. Originally, I thought this is just Republicans who are already mad at Democrats expressing their anger through the flag issue. But the KSTP survey shows 70% of people either want to keep the old flag or start over. That's not just angry Republicans. Andy's in New London on the CCO Talk and Text Line. One to ten, Andy, where are you on the flag issue as far as motivating you when it comes to uh, vote? I'm, uh, well, not in terms of motivating me. I'm more like a six in motivation, but I'm about a ten in terms of appreciation for changing the flag. Oh, all about it. So you would be a one in my original question uh, as far as your anger level. But very good. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on this issue. I'm just surprised that it's so sticky. I thought it would sort of, people would be mad about it and then move on, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I feel what you're saying, but I don't think that's the case in anything in today's world. Uh, But I I just think about what's the purpose of a flag. We're celebrating our state. We're celebrating our history. And we can do so in a way that doesn't uh, celebrate a land grab and taking it from uh, people, which our current seal and flag do. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, thank you. Lonnie in West St. Paul on line five. Go ahead, Lonnie. One to- uh, fun, t- t- fun topic. Uh, one to ten. I did about a ten, and I really didn't want to be because I was kind of like everyone else. Is like, why are we talking about this flag? But I'll tell you right now, we're in the Twin Cities, and everybody's talking about this flag. Yeah. It's, it's good or bad. And I don't think we should go back to the old flag. I'm just saying, you know, we look like a pretty creative state, and I just think they could be doing a little better job with the flag. I mean, to me, a lot of people got turned off by it, and it has really nothing to do with politics. It just it looks like an international flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they followed the flag, whatever the principles, and I sort of wish they would have just put like an outline of the state, right? We all the the state outline is like a. And they say, well, you know, on a flag, if you look at it backwards, then it's backwards. I'm like, well, we could figure it out. I think. But I'm no flag expert. Neither, man. I mean, I thought we just could meet in the middle one time in the state, you know? Oh, Lonnie, what a dream. Wouldn't that be nice? Thank you. Appreciate it. We will see what the politicians do with this, but I think, uh, oh, are we really going to be talking about the flag for the next six months? 
instead of like taxes or homelessness or anything important. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.